Hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. My name is Simon Johnston. I'm the CEO of Icon Relocation, a world leading provider of home search, moving technology and property management solutions. Now, today I am delighted to be joined by a couple of ladies from Chesterton to talk about what perhaps might be my favourite conversation in the relocation world at the moment, and that is the current state of the UK and particular London housing market. So welcome to Elisa Akatinka. Thank you both for joining us today. So kind of you. How are you? Yes, good. Thank you. Um, and thank you very much for having us today. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm so excited about talking to you, to you ladies, actually, because this is um, probably the conversation, as I said. We're all talking about it. Our clients are talking about it. Science talking about it. And you guys are so knowledgeable. It may be worth just a quick conversation to actually introduce yourselves a little bit more, expand on who you are and actually how we sometimes work together. So here at Chesterton's, we do work quite closely with Icon. Um, we assist on the home search side of things um, when, of course, your clients are sending assignees over to London. Um, we have a hopefully quite a strong corporate department here. Um, my team, um, who obviously you guys all know and work with on a day to day basis, um, we assist um, quite a lot in terms of getting the properties together, sending you guys over um, some of our best properties um, so that we can, yeah, hopefully find you your new, new home when you come over to London um, for the very first time. Um, we do a lot in terms of sort of assisting throughout the whole process. So we aim to, of course, make sure that you are getting the very best stock and we make sure that we are working very closely with our sort of front offices as well to get the very specific stock, which is specific to your actual client's needs as well. Um, yeah, and I have to say, I think I actually echo that. I said we have our own research team here. We're, we're probably unusual in, in Icon that we have our own dedicated property research team. And I know they talk to you. I can say more than probably every day, but uh, it's fantastic. I have to say we love working with you guys and thank you for all the support. So I, I know if you get something comes on, you're going to work with us very closely and thank you. Uh, um, perhaps we could sort of start off by just uh, asking you, Katinka, could you maybe give us an overview about what is the general state of the housing market and the current trends that you're seeing? Of course. Um, so my name's Katinka. Um, I'm a regional director at Chesterton's, which means that I oversee um, 10 offices and my 10 offices are central London. So I'll talk about the general market, but I kind of might dip into central London just because that's kind of, um, yeah, everything I Sounds know. Sounds perfect to me. Yeah, dip away. We have, um, we're lucky at Chesterton's. We have this like dashboard, which kind of um, feeds through like market trends and average rent increases. So I, I've kind of done a bit of research, which hopefully I can share with you today. Right. Um, as we record this, we are in September, which for lettings is our busiest month. So I would describe the market as frenzied at the moment, if I'm being entirely honest with you. Um, I hope that resonates with some of you too. Um, we've kind of had a bit of a funny year this year because with the pandemic or, or lockdown ending last year, um, and then coming into this, yeah we came the bounce back was still as we went through the year um and we had lots and lots of stock at the beginning of the year but as we've gone through the year the stock is definitely kind of getting less and less um our register kind of our total lettings register um okay. is just under where it was at this time last year um but the instructions we're bringing on are actually higher which which tells us that properties are coming on and they're going they're coming on and they're going because our our register is pretty much kind of staying staying at the same level um and we've got about four 
people offering on every property we take on, um, which kind of gives you an idea of, of, of the supply and demand. And that might give you an idea as to why we're in this frenzied market. Um, mm. Rent, the average rent is still, I mean, I you, we were speaking earlier, Simon, and you kind of said 20%, like our average mm. rent year on years um, increased by about 35%. Um, there are two reasons for that, actually, um, I feel. I feel one is the supply and demand, um, you know, mm. rents are obviously you know, have increased massively through the year. Um, on the back of last year, the bounce back we had, um, and there's not enough supply for the demand. But I also feel like the higher end of the market has really come back this year. So whilst um, the average rents increased, I think my figures include the fact that the higher end of the market's really come back, whereas last year or the last couple of years, it's all it's kind of been the bread and butter stock, but with restrictions lifting, kind of the families are moving again, which means that we're kind of, um, uh, you know, do renting more houses, um, and the higher end of the market's really transacting. Can I just circle back to the statement? You, you're saying that you think rents are going up by about thirty plus percent. Is that sort of for inner London you're referring to, uh, or are yes. you sort of encompassing London as a whole in that statement? Yeah. So, um, so when I talk about figures, we we have. 33 offices um, in London, uh, so maybe as far out as like your Richmond, that uh, that way, and then kind of up to kind of Hampstead, Kentish Town. So it is very much kind of London based yeah, um, that I that I'm kind of referring to. That's that's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, it just really shows the change in the course of a year. It's it's kind of hard to believe it. I mean, we live in the UK and it's hard to believe. So people relocating here. See, this is a really key message to get across. Could you sort of um, expand on it from a sort of a corporate point of view? So from a, a company's moving the talent here, could you maybe build on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just in terms of the corporate side of things, um, my name's Eliza. I head up the corporate and relocation department at Chesterton's um, and it has been quite the year, um, so to speak. Um, obviously, at the beginning of the year, London was such an attractive place for corporations, big or small, to relocate employees over. Um, we were obviously one of the first countries to start lifting obviously COVID restrictions at the beginning of the year. So the increase in volume of the number of assignees obviously relocating over has been extraordinary. Um, so not only has sort of the normal consumer market been so busy, um, it's been obviously lifted so heavily by of course companies resuming the people who should have been coming over over the last two and a half years, but right. also sort of the natural busyness of the market. It's been um, extremely busy. Yeah, I've noticed this actually on a couple of other aspects. I was looking at work permit applications, for example, looking at that. It's almost double the number of work permit applications were approved in quarter one this year compared to quarter one last year. I mean, just to give that as an indicator, and then the number of students coming in, etc. It is, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a fantastic success story for the UK and London, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But it, it is... It is quite overwhelming how many people are coming in at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it is phenomenal. And, and, and you couple that with like short lets as well. Um, yeah. I don't know how, you know, I know traditionally kind of relocations, it's um, it's more long lets, but actually we've seen an increase in, in our short lets. So that that kind of adds another pressure on to the, the kind of long let market as well, because the short lets have been renting for what hotel price, everything's going up, right? So hotel yeah. prices have gone up. So yeah. events that landlords can, get on short lets is 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 really attractive um and that market has really kind of so taken off just define for those who are not familiar with short letters a phrase um how would you define short lets um so um a, a short let anything kind of 
naught to six months, but your typical short let is around about three months. Um, it can be as short as three weeks, four weeks, and as I say, it can go up to just under six months. Um, the, the typical kind of demand for short let uh, 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 corporate relocations, I guess, you know, employees that are coming over for like um, shorter secondments rather than relocating for a longer period of time. Um, a short let might be um, a family who are, are refurbishing a house and, and need to move somewhere for a, a short amount of time. Um, we deal with a lot of film production companies. So, um, you know, they might just bring over a producer or an actor um, for like a short amount of time. Um, and with a short let, the rent's all paid up front and it includes, it includes all the utilities. So it's very much a different type of let, but has actually become quite attractive to landlords especially when you were having a few accidental landlords at the moment people that can't mm. sell their property and then they you know to actually think oh you know i'll just rent it for a short amount of time rather than kind of giving it away for two or three years and that co creates more competition with maybe not your type of clients right um actually i was going to move on to another question but i just want to ask one other uh, thing quickly you mentioned actually at the beginning of this conversation about stock levels have maintained to a reasonable level um, but there is a higher demand, so they're going quicker. Um, do you anticipate stock levels maintaining that? Do you think they might go up, down? Or do you have any vision about what I mean, might be coming there? When when rents were kind of increasing, I, I, I was like, well, this is going to be really good for the buy-to-let market because a lot of people have been moved out of that market just mm. due to the increasing legislation tax um legislation but actually with rents going back up it was like well that that would cover all those costs so i was quite excited by by that but now interest rates are going up and that's all going up i'm like oh god well that they're probably not going to be as kind of it's not going to be as an attractive op option for buy to let investors anymore so i think we'll definitely see stock level out um however as we go through the year i think demand naturally will decrease slightly because kind of november december are traditionally quieter months for um for the industry although december right. can be quite a busy month still so i think i just think it will be the cycle again i think stock will level out but demand will level out um that's kind of like how i sit towards the end of this yeah, as we go. Re really that. helpful. Um, thank you. So, yeah, because we're looking at our data, it looks like stock levels are dropping um, very quickly. Yeah. But I also recognise that stock is coming on and going extremely quickly. Maybe I could just move the conversation on a bit as well. I'm, I'm really interested to know what are the sort of the popular locations. Uh, maybe you could look at it from the, the sort of the, the VIP end or whichever end you look at. But at the moment, what are the trends? Where are people interested in moving to? Could you maybe explore that for us? Uh, Eliza, um, if that would be good. Yeah, I think as Katinka touched on earlier, um, of course, we've seen such a massive increase in families relocating over again. Um, and as a result of that, we are seeing the relocations to the areas like St John's Wood, for example, where you've got the American School. Um, so we are seeing a really, really massive increase in the VIP um, assignees coming over to that way. Um, of course, um, Kensington and Chelsea always remains always. A, a high. <laughs> um, but other areas as well, Fulham, we've seen a massive increase in VIP right. searches for this way. Um, Hyde Park and Marlebone, as always, um, yeah. Hampstead and Maidavell have sort of been the top areas at the moment um, for the course of the year. 
um, okay. which again I think comes down to the comes down simply to the to the excellent schools that are obviously in these areas oh, um, they're and fantastic course, areas, they are, aren't they? they're beautiful <laughs> yeah so, which is yeah. probably putting more demand on those locations as well I mean they every one of those is an amazing place to live I mean I don't know why I have a complete soft spot for Maidavel I don't know why but it's just a, it's a lovely place to live in it but it obviously is. it's putting a huge extra demand on those areas which I suppose means that we're going to have to be quicker than ever if there's a good property coming on, if you've got something and you're sharing it with our team, it's all about speed, I would suggest. Could do, Would you agree on that? We're going to move on to some top tips in a second, but would you say speed is probably the essential ingredient? Yeah, yeah de- definitely. Um, Eliza and I were talking the other day, actually, and in, in, um, I had kind of a meeting with my managers um, in our Knightsbridge office, and, and Eliza was saying how, um, you know, even some, um, I'm sure some of your agents, Simon, are kind of, you know looking at properties on videos and and on the odd occasion you know even thinking god you know they've been looking for a while and will, will they have to take this property on a video which is such a change and to yeah. it be like what you know first viewing second viewing even a third viewing before you decide when i was running fulham and we used to take the relocation agents out it was like it was always a second viewing every time <laughs> like even maybe a third viewing because you know but but that, that's definitely changed in terms of like virtual viewings, like videos, or you know yeah. we'll often go to property and FaceTime because that's better than just a video. Um, because if they don't, other um, potential tenants looking for themselves, um, w- you know, understand that they do need to be quick. So you know we'll we'll see something on a video, we'll make an offer. You know we'll go and see something once and then make an offer. So you kind of if you're not going to make a decision, I'd say within that 24 hours after you're kind of restricting yourself from kind of um from being a contender if you wanted to offer because there will always be three or four more offers um on the table yeah that's fantastic here because this is something that we're trying to echo it's not us being bullish it it is it's a fast market and if you see something you like react quickly make your offer quickly get your details quickly you know work with us we work with you and can secure that property if you can but but speed is is essential our agents like have adapted to that as well because we do understand it's a really big decision for someone especially moving your family so so whilst Mm. it might just be a video like you know we'll we'll speak a lot more in detail over the phone about the problem you know we'll we'll really go the extra mile our end to make sure we're, we're helping you make an informed decision because at, at the same time as us you know this market's like just so so busy we also want to it to be an enjoyable experience and people to right. kind of come away thinking okay I have had to act quickly but I, I you know I have made an informed decision as well so that's really important for us as an agency and we, we, we really kind of we've had to adapt the way we basically train our negotiators I guess yeah no that's really good okay um let's have a, a the last bit with some top tips because uh i think um between you two um we should be able to come up with some really good ideas so um somebody's <laughs> relocating to the uk they they're, they're having a chat with us we we're identifying what's working with them what would be your top tips that you suggest is essential in today's market um and who can we start eliza have you got any um yeah <laughs> so a big one of, of course is pets um we've seen a massive increase yet again year on year in the number of dogs and cats absolutely and fish and rabbits and <laughs> god knows what else coming coming over um so i think the one thing that i would say which always always separates you from someone else obviously in a in a competing bid scenario um on a rental property is that 
always be pre-prepared. If you know that you're going to bring your dog over, get that landlord reference from your landlords in advance so that it's ready to go over with your offer. Um, that would be sort of my number one tip with regards to that. And also we've mm -hmm. seen such a high volume in pet CVs coming over um, as well, but they work. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. We, when we <laughs> receive them, we're, don't get me wrong, we're sat there, we're looking at the photos and reading the hobbies and things, but it does work. It just sort of, yeah, it creates a sort of, not a fun element, but it creates a bit of a, it sort of breaks the barrier um a little bit on on that front um so i do think they work and things like adding in the hobbies or just funny things like their declawed or you know all those sort of things that just sort of shape the pet as almost a, a tenant <laughs> yeah well, it makes it more personal doesn't it that's exactly. yeah that's, that's a really good comment it's nice to know those are popular okay great yeah uh, fantastic yeah pets and i okay. i think a top tip for me would, would just be to really understand like it is about compromise and in in the, in the London in the, in the lettings market at the moment we all have to compromise you know we all want that perfect house um but but it, the, yeah the market's just not like that now so you know it, it, you know if and people are having to spend more on rent which is which isn't a nice thing to make people do um so you know and it's hard isn't it because yeah, when people are overpaying, which is what the market's saying, it's not very nice, but just just compromise, you know, with, if the location to next to the school's the most perfect thing, then, you know, the extra bathroom, you know, maybe you kind of have to knock that off your list. Like the lettings market will change and we will, we will come back to a market where we can have our perfect home. But if you don't want to miss out on a property, like really focus on the necessities that you want because compromise will have to, to play a game in it. Okay, so compromise or like flexibility on this um, is, is key. Brilliant. Okay, have you got any other top tips? Um, I think as well, like in the past, you would have, the landlord might be presented with one offer from a student and one offer which can be obviously be presented as a corporate offer because of course it's come through us we're closely working together um but of course now because the demand has just gone so out of the roof a lot of the time you're competing with nine other offers and yeah. in that case of course it comes back to a little bit on compromise but I think it's just being mindful of you may need to sort of think okay so we are going to be over here for two to three years we're up against other tenants who are putting forward sort of break clauses and terms for say 15 months or 24 months and of course if you're the landlord on that receiving end and you have got nine other offers where they're committed to obviously staying for two to three years um instead of sort of breaking out and having that sort of option to to break that lease at say six or eight months naturally of course having that commitment and that stability on the landlord side when you've got so many options um i think really really yeah it, it does it does change a lot um for for landlords of course rent is important um but they will obviously always look at the full picture of that offer um so yeah i just think in terms of just being mindful of okay we know we're going to be here for two years let's look at say how we can actually improve that offer and yeah take it from there really okay that's a really good comment actually because i mean before covid um it, it was used to be sort of one-year contract six-month break clause option to news etc etc that was a sort of your standard universal agreement so echoing what you're saying is you're seeing this being far more around sort of a fixed 
a uh, longer initial period with no break, including no business break. Uh, is that uh, a? Um, I, I mean, we, we, we do we do business breaks are we, we do. In, yeah, that's kind of an, a better alternative to a, a standard break clause, which is a break clause that you can serve two months notice at a certain point in the contract. Yeah. And I guess business breaks still mean that you're moving with your business and that's kind of less you'd think that would be less often than if there was just a traditional for sure. break clause. Especially so if I, a company's I, gone to the trouble of relocating somebody, for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and so I, I think business break clauses, you know, are still there. But but we did some um, we did some research and actually and all the corporate lets that we've done this year, the average break clause is 15 months. So so you're right, Simon. Um, when I used to run Fellow, we used to get literally, it was like, three years, option to at the end a six month break clause, it would just be what you put forward. It's just Absolutely. that was it. And you, yep. you would never re, you would never renegotiate that part of the tenancy. It was like that was it, you've got this amazing corporate tenant, that's the deal. Um but now yeah, fifty months is the average break clause, which gives you an insight. That six month break clause is is kind of in in the past now. So if they want to compete, yeah, they're gonna have to commit to as as long as they feel comfortable to commit to. Okay, brilliant. These fantastic tips. I'm going to ask, is there any more tips? Has anybody else got anything else that we'd like to share tips-wise or have we exhausted the top tips? As you said earlier, Simon, it's just speed. Um, speed really is off the essence um, mm. in this market. Um, so I would just say, even once you have submitted that offer, make sure that you are available so that if the landlord does come back with any questions on your offer, you're there to answer those questions quickly um, so that obviously you can start the process and, and move forward very, very quickly as well. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so ladies, you've been amazing. But can I just ask one last question before we depart, which is really unfair, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because it's, <laughs> you know, it's quite enjoyable. What is your predictions for, say, the next six months of the market? Do you think that we're going to see prices continue on the level that we see in the last year do you think there's going to be some stabilization on this i know this is purely sort of well highly educated guesses but what's your instinct i think prices are going to stabilize um i don't think that they i think they are starting to stabilize but the problem is the curve has just done that so even if they're yeah. starting to stabilize they're stabilizing at a very high level i right. think we will see i, I do think it will um it's like any market you have cycles and we're just at the top of the cycle now and i do think mm. we will see that it will um it will kind of level out and stabilize a bit um and 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 and, and that will be a driving factor will be the fact that our market traditionally just does get a bit quieter as well you know like mm. that we we're coming out of like our well we're still in like our really really busy summer market but traditionally right. like november december I mean, I guess January is quite a big month because people make decisions and, you know, after the new year, but February, March go down a bit. So, yeah, to summarise, I, th I think I think we will see rents start to stabilise, but I think they will s still be higher than they have been in the last couple of years. Yeah. Level off a bit. Yeah. Uh, Eliza, would you agree with that or do you have any yeah, different comments? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I do also think demand will continue to increase. I do imagine that there will be more actual renters coming into the market. Um, yeah. I predict based on obviously what's happening with the sales market in terms of the interest rates going up, I would imagine there might be an increase in buyers switching to renting, um, which mm -hmm. is going to obviously have an increase in the number of people looking in the rental market. Um, and what I'd also say on that 
that front as well because the market has been so challenging this year mm. what we found is a lot of people have renegotiated their contracts which again has resulted in less stock coming back onto the market um so i would imagine that those people will be then coming back into the market next year to try again um who haven't successfully found something else this year so i would say that again i think prices may stabilize but it could be that if demand goes up then the prices may start to go up and down a little bit again so yeah, yeah that's what so my thoughts th- are but who knows <laughs> <laughs> quite well i have to say all we can say is that change is still going to take place isn't it i think mm. so having this close relationship with you and keeping these conversations going is amazing uh can i just say a huge thank you to you both i say we we love working with you guys hopefully we're working for many 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 years to come uh thank you for your close partnership but thank you for being so helpful in this and exploring what's going on out there uh it is a joy to talk to you both and hopefully we can expand in this conversation maybe in a handful of months and see what's happened since then oh, thanks for having that. us yeah thank you very much simon It's a pleasure. Thank you both. I look forward to speaking again soon. Until then, take care. Thank you. Thanks.